have an issue. What you finna do? What you finna do? What you what you finna do? What you finna do? So guys, <laughs> I wanted to do a podcast because for one, YBF has been a one-dimensional situation and we want to expand. We meaning Natasha, the team, everyone else in our in our fan base of who loves the site, all of our loyal readers, and it's about that time. I'm obsessed with podcasts, my friends are obsessed with podcasts. Everyone's obsessed with podcasts. I mean, like, I listen to Serial in a matter of probably a week or two, all 50, 100 episodes. I mean, it's just an obsessive thing at this point. So why not take advantage of that and kind of bring YBF to a different platform and have some fun with it? Not to mention that I did radio for about four years. The loyal readers may remember um, with Big Boys Neighborhood. And I kind of miss it. I kind of miss doing radio and, and talking to people every day outside of just writing on the website. And now I get to say what I really feel. I don't have to hold back. I want to convey a full picture of what YBF is, not just the headlines, not just what's happening right now in entertainment and politics and in social media, but also let's dig a little deeper and kind of discuss these issues. Like I have a, I have an opinion about everything, of course, but I have a deeper opinion than what you all probably see on the website. And there's a lot of ish talking to be done that we can't do anymore thanks to these advertisers. So I hope to accomplish getting a more full picture of how Natasha thinks, how Natasha feels, how I feel like our readers feel. You know, I can't wait to start getting, um, do they do fan mail? Like, what, I can't wait to start getting like the the letters and the 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 Instagram and Twitter love and just knowing what you all think about the subjects that you see on the site that you don't see on the site, but we're going to talk about here. Um, I just can't wait to actually interact and convey who I really am in a different medium. I think it'll be fun. Okay, so we're not going to bash the church, and I call it the church for a reason. But these are the types of situations that I'm talking about. Why do first ladies of the church, as well as the pastors and everyone else in the church, why do they feel this need to convey this image? Like, we have to all be perfect people, and we have to all look the part. I mean, do y'all watch... um? What's the name of that show that Oprah is on OWN? It's so good. Greenleaf. Greenleaf is the epitome of what I'm talking about. It is everything in life, by the way. So watch that show if you haven't started watching it. But that is what I'm talking about. It's these people that want to live this perfectly godly life, which does not exist. But they're also doing the worst things possible that I've ever seen human beings do. Even people that aren't Christians. Like, they're worse than that. So it's like, why even go there? So to bring this back to this pastor and I don't have my internet so I can't pull up the lady's name what's her name <coughs> first lady Lydia <laughs> just to preface this she's the former wife to Reverend Dennis A. Meredith so she smartened up at some point y'all but here's the deal so Lydia first lady was with her husband who's a pastor in Atlanta she learned that after 30 years of marriage he was cheating on her now, this isn't new. We done heard all the pastors cheated. All of them. 
Okay, not all, but most of them. This isn't, it's not a new scenario. We're not that shocked. We were a little shocked to hear who he was cheating with. And it was not the women of the church that come in there with them tight bodycon dresses sitting on the front row. It was the men's that he was cheating with. Toss his hair. And I just don't understand why people can't be themselves. If that's what you want to do in life, do it. Why do you have to portray something that you're not? There are gay ministers, aren't there? I think there are. There's, I think they're gay. They're gay. Um, there have to be gay ministers. I don't think that there's like a, a, just none at all because there are churches that also are very welcoming to the gay community, and I can't imagine that they wouldn't have leaders of the church who are also gay. I, I can't imagine there's not there's just zero in the world. There has to be someone that's openly gay in in the church. Now, how they how they work that out with Jesus and work that out with the congregation, that's up to them. I don't really care. But I think that they exist. You know, I, I don't think it's crazy. I, I guess what I'm saying is if that's what you really, if that's who you really are deep down inside, then be that person. That's all I'm saying. Maybe that means you can't be a pastor. Maybe that means you do and you do it in a different way. I don't know. But why are you lying to your wife and not only just lying, but also putting her health at risk? Because you can't tell me y'all ain't getting it in still. I mean, if you're going to get it in, at least wear a condom, at least do this, at least do that. But we know that all too well, a lot of men don't. And you're bringing those things back to your wife, back to your children, back to the people in your home. That's gross. And so that's what kind of, it's almost like the image of the church and the image of that these people want to portray. I don't even know where they get this image from because this is not how Christianity and and the idea of church even started so I'm not sure where this all was birthed out of and I'm sure that there's a minister that'll send me a letter telling me why this and why that including my stepfather but I feel like we don't have to do all that in order to just live our best lives and to be who we are especially not to lie and hurt and cheat on the people that we say we love so why even go there it's gross so basically she wrote a book to tell people her journey about how she figured out, you know, how why her husband how her husband was cheating, how she came to terms with getting a divorce because of course we all know in religiously it's a little difficult to tell people I'm done with my marriage. I'm over it. I'm leaving. People judge you whether you leave or whether you don't. They think you're a failure if you get a divorce. Some people some people may say, "Well, how dare you be the first lady and you're not standing by your husband?" Again, there, that's when we come into the whole image trumps common sense and tr image trumps self-respect. We can't have that. And why does this continue to happen in the church where we should be the most, the most ourselves, the most about our self-respect? So she says, and she wrote a book to talk about her journey. And First Lady Lydia says she actually opted not to leave him when she found out he was cheating the first time. Um, with the man. With the man. And I'm not sure of her reasoning for this. It could be because of the image thing. And you know, when I said this on the site, if you all saw this post, um, people in the comments actually came for me and said, well, how dare you assume that that's why she stayed? It's for image reasons. What if she stayed for children? Or financial. Or financial mm -hmm. good point but no 
Because I do feel like image trumps all things when it comes to certain people. And for whatever reason, that is the feel I get from this article and from what she said in the excerpts out of her book. It felt very image-driven versus, and even image could have a lot to do with kids too. It could be both at the same time. It could be, well, I want my kids to be able to live within an image so that their, so that their self remains intact. You know, my parents got divorced when I was 12. I don't feel like my image, like if your if your foundation is broken apart, there are some kids that can't deal with that, mm-hmm. and there's some people just in general that can't deal with because they identify with that family, they identify as a couple, they identify as a four-person family, as a five-person family. When that becomes a two-person family, they don't know where they stand in life. So again, even if it's staying for children, that kind of is also staying for the image because you want your kids to still identify as a family. I think it's embarrassment for the outsiders. I think when it comes to children, I think it's more of, I want my kids to still be able to identify as a family. You know, not necessarily embarrassed in front of your kids. Maybe some people. I I don't, that's not the feeling I get for when people say, well, I'm going to stay for my kids. It's like, well, girl, you want your kids to see your man cheating on you every week? So in the book, she says, Here's, a, here's an interesting quote that just needs to be read because y'all just have to get the gist of the foolery. She says, he left me for another man. He told me he wanted to live the rest of his life as a gay man. At that time, I didn't know he was in a relationship with a man, a man that he'd fallen in love with. Most of the time when we were in therapy discussing his struggles, yes, they even went to therapy and she still didn't know. Discussing his struggles with same-sex relationships, it was never a relationship. It was always just sex. This particular time, it was very different. He had fallen in love with the man. Damn, homie. I mean, I'm not sure what to say to that. And I think that that, again, it, it comes back to what else does it take for you as a woman? And even if you are a public person, you're getting dragged in public. Because he's going to be out and about with this man. He's in love with this man. He's going to be out and about. He wants to leave you. He, by the way, ended up leaving her in 2005 for the lover. Why wouldn't you kind of take the initiative to step away from this? Mm-hmm. Why would you want to stay in a marriage where the man clearly does not love you? You think that that can stay hidden forever? We saw on Greenleaf how it always comes out. So Why not, why not just take initiative and leave? Um, given, you, like you said, you know, divorce is hard, and I can't judge people for not getting one or for getting one. I just try to, I'm a logical person, and I try to understand all sides. And for this particular case, if you've done therapy, I don't know if they thought they were going to pray the gay away or why they were in therapy, but if you were in therapy because he cheated, that's one thing, even though that's a whole other subject and I don't think that you can recover from cheating. But if you're in therapy because he's gay, what was the point of that? Unless you think you could pray the gay away. And once that man told you he's in love with this other man, why stay? What is it that we're gaining from this other than the image to say you're still a first lady? Her personal memoir is titled The Gay Preacher's Wife, How My Gay Husband Deconstructed My Life and Reconstructed My Faith. Yes, child! <laughs> she found faith after her husband was gay. I'm, I'm just, you know... Whatever sells the book, honey. But we talked about finances before. Maybe this is her. Maybe this is her answer to. to and I think she could help some people. She can't be the only first lady with a gay pastor husband, can she? No. 
We've heard this story times, times before. So maybe she's just trying to help out other ladies that are going through the same thing and make a coin. And so we can't be mad at that. So how do we deal with pain and fallout from a divorce? I don't know. I've never been divorced. But Mary J. Blige has some, has some instructions. She always does, doesn't she? She's at her best when she is like going in on a song, not gonna cry when she set that man, that man's car on fire with all them clothes on Way to Excel. <laughs> that was the soundtrack to the car fire <laughs> that we all think about when we want to go off on our man. Do men hate her? All I really want. <laughs> Honestly, when I was going through a breakup or two or three, my life is the album. My, my light, I was just about to say that the My Life album. Let me tell y'all something. Let me, I want to pull up that soundtrack. I mean that that album with the with the track listing just to go. We'll do that another time. Mary is the truth when it comes to a breakup. Okay, so on her new track called Thick of It, we posted it on the, the YBF.com. If you need to refresh your memory or listen to it for the first time, she dropped some lyrics that may or may not help you get through your own breakup. But this is clearly a shot or two at her estranged husband can do. So some people think that she's wrong for kind of putting her her man and her relationship on blast. I think that this is what she's done all her all her career. I don't think it's anything different and I think it's actually kind of kind of brave. You know, if we're talking about women and why they're talking about their issues in their marriage after the fact, and a lot of times it's to help other women and just to even therapy for themselves, why can't Mary do the same thing? So, here's some lyrics to this song that made me just be like, mm, she going in on Kendall. She says, what a hell of a year. If I make it through hell and I come out alive, I got nothing to fear. No more crying and trying and bring back this loving when nothing is there. Then she says some other things and she says, but I be damned if all these years I let you diss me, babe. I was there when no one wanted to stay with you, baby. You know, I deserve more than this. I do. That screams cheating, doesn't it? No? Yeah? What do y'all think? I think it screams cheating. I think that, what else is she possibly talking about? Now, he was her manager. He was a husbander for a, a very long time. I'm not sure what his experience was before they got together. Um, that's up for debate. But she trusted him enough, and he was her manager for several years, for pretty much the whole time they were together. And maybe he did something business-wise to piss her off, or I don't know what could spark a song like this other than he cheated on her. Mm-hmm. That could be just me. Why do you, why why would why would a woman go in like this on a, on a track? Mary be dropping gems, y'all, dropping them gems. So what I'm what I'm trying to say here is that there, I think that women speak through, especially singers or or actors or people with an image, use that said image to kind of convey how they feel in order to help others and to make a buck at the same time. Why can't you do both? Men do it all the time. So I have no problems with this, not at all. Let's talk about Alicia Keys. Speaking of women using their relationships to sell a record. I don't know if y'all remember this, but the YBF.com was the first to break the story about Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats' cheating behavior. 
years ago. I have to pull up that exact year. Years ago. Um, people called us haters. People dragged us through the mud when we first came out with this. And people didn't understand. Swiss Beats? Alicia? The power to the woman Alicia? Soul sister Alicia? She would never. And given, I thought the same thing. And I was one of the first Alicia lovers. Like, used to stay up to watch VH1 Soul when they were playing Fallen, like, just because I loved her so much. And it was just, in, in, I couldn't even fathom why a woman of that stature and who had that type of spirit who was, you know, like, all about women, all about women empowerment, all about love, would ever allow herself to be a part of a cheating situation so publicly at that so it was hard for me to believe at first but thanks to our great sources and source after source after source story after story after story one or two times you know oh a celeb cheated I let it go because usually it's just people making things up this time it was it, it was damning evidence um, I think that the time when we had the pictures of them kissing while he was still married to Mashonda I think that was the nail in the coffin. So here's the thing, and this is this is the point of contention when it comes to Swizz, Mashonda, and Alicia's love triangle, and why I have I actually have an issue with Alicia talking about this in a song. I don't have an issue with Mary or the past, the first lady, whatever she is, or anything like that, or even Jamal Bryant's ex-wife. I don't have an issue with them speaking about it. I do have an issue with Alicia. So Swizz Beats was married on paper to the public he had just thrown a birthday party for Mashonda a week prior Mashonda's his ex-wife they have they had a baby to get like the baby was pretty young at the time I mean he's only what seven now so I mean he was pretty pretty young at the time there was no signs pointing to they were on the out they were on the rocks they were separated they weren't separated they weren't divorced now, what was going on behind closed doors, who knows? But at the end of the day, Mashonda still confirms that she was blindsided. And I think that with men, a lot of times, they have something going on in their head. Well, I ain't here for this relationship no more. She driving me nuts. She always nagging. Oh, I can't stand her. But they don't relay that message to their wife or their girlfriend. So they meet someone else. And you know, Alicia was working with Crucial, Crucial Keys, who was her actual, she was with Crucial Keys at the time. Um, he's a producer, so she had a boyfriend at the time as well. And she also worked with Swiss Beats on a few songs. She was in the middle of an album. And, you know, when you're in the studio late at night making these love songs, things happen. And I believe it was opportunity meets passion, you know, and meets I just wanted to do this. And it was almost like an escape for him as opposed to just being up front with that other person. I don't want to do this anymore. So, you know, again, we don't know what happened behind, behind closed doors. We do know that Mashonda went on record to say she did not know that they were on the outs. She didn't know. That was news to her. Um, he had just thrown her a birthday party. Why would he do that? The issue with that I have about them being now a big happy family is I feel like Alicia never owned what happened and never... It never, I don't even say you have to admit it because who are we? You know, we're just the public. But to still uphold this persona as if you are this righteous woman who does no wrong 
And if anything, you said, I remember she did an Essence article where she was saying that, um, you know, I, I don't know where people are getting this idea that I cheated with Swiss Beats. What do you mean you don't know? Like, we have a, like, we, do we need to whip out a calendar and point out the dates and have a whole timeline? It's clear that you did. And there's some overlapping dates there. And that's problematic to a lot of women. And there's a reason why your sales have gone down. There's a reason why a lot of women don't Fs with Alicia Keys. Is she still talented? Absolutely. But I think that because of the type of person she was, and now her actions show that she's not that girl, it's hard for people to reconcile that. And I feel like she did this more out of an image play versus I really want to just do this for the good of us and as a family. Well, wouldn't you sign on if Swiss Beats, who's a multi, 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 multi-millionaire, was giving you great alimony, great child support, and great everything else, especially if you acting right? This is the same man that invited her to come on vacation with them, and Swizz and Alicia are over here making out with Mashonda one leg away from Alicia. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. When we posted these pictures, people lost it. And this was only, I want to say, about a year or so after Alicia and Swizz got married. So it was kind of like, really, Mashonda? We're really this comfortable already? I mean, money makes people comfortable. Yeah, it does. And is Mashonda here for it? Maybe she is, maybe she isn't, but she's surely playing the role properly. And again, it feels more like an image play, and it's hard for me to connect with that. So that's why I don't feel... So like, yay, great job guys on doing this blended family. You suddenly, umpteen years later, have have this great blended project that you're doing. Now you ain't wearing no makeup. Now you just chilling. Now you're being all, oh, I'm just being me and I'm just, it kind of just reads as an image play, a very well put together, well thought out marketing ploy versus I really just want this to be the case. And I think that she's really, really trying hard to convince women that she's still the girl she was when she came out. And I think a lot of women aren't buying it. One, because you never owned up to what you did. Um, and if you're going to publicly portray yourself one way, then you also have to publicly admit to when you do wrong. If you're going to play it one way, you got to do it all the time. <sighs> Guys. You all are probably aware of the viral hashtag Forever Duncan. Last week, it totally took over social media. A woman from Maryland and a man from Maryland, she's a trainer. He's like a party host, DJ type of person. They're pretty well known in Maryland locally. And they've been together. They've known each other for nine years. There's a little bit of a discrepancy about how long they've been together, maybe about six or seven years, but they've known each other for about nine years. Video surfaced on like a Saturday and all you see is a woman in a black lace dress, basically a black wedding dress. And it's like, well, why does this lady have on a black wedding dress? And why is she catching the Holy Ghost at the door of a restaurant? What's going on here? Come to find out, she was entering her own wedding without knowing about it. Her boyfriend, Alfred, basically woke, woke her up in the morning, surprised her with the proposal. And apparently she's been waiting for this all her life, it seems. The way she caught that Holy Ghost, honey, she was just red tea. Red. 
It's almost like she had a wedding plan since she was two, and she was just waiting, like, to upload it to Pinterest when Pinterest came out. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, do a YouTube video. Like, she was ready. So when he proposed, apparently for, I guess, a few weeks before that, he talked her into creating a dress and creating a dress for something totally different, some event or something like that, which would actually come out to be her wedding dress so that's why it was black and lace so she put on this black lace wedding dress and to go to the event that they were going to after after the proposal the event turned out to be a wedding that he planned all out i mean hundreds of guests everybody kept it secret all of her friends all of her family and i get it i get that that's what made you like overcome with emotion and you just can't take it honey you've been wanting this man to marry you for umpteen decades it feels like and he finally not only proposes but you get married that day so you know it's not gonna be no reneging on this on this proposal i get that everybody loved it everybody thought it was beautiful right I bet you just was swooning, wasn't you? It was like it was like you were watching Say Yes to the Dress times five, right? <laughs> and I'm going to say yes to the dress girl, too. I love it. I'm a hopeless romantic, so that's why it's so crazy that I actually kind of hated everything about this. I can't even front. Come to find out, a few people feel like how I feel, because I posted this on Facebook, because I want to make sure I wasn't crazy, and they were like, no, nah, it's... And a few of my married friends even was like, nah, bruh, don't do this, bruh. So this is my thing. If you've been in a very long relationship, it seems to me like she, I don't want to say she begged for this, but it seems to me like she made it extremely well known that she wanted to be married. And that's what women should do from the outset. At a certain age, we ain't, I mean, they're in their 30s, like, we don't have time. We don't have time to be like, well, let's just see what happens. Like, we don't have time for that. Be upfront about it. And I guess where my issue comes in is, why did it take nine years? Even if it took six years, why did it take to that point? And even if it took you to that point for reasons that he told you up front and you were okay with it, that's not the feel I got from her. The feel I got from her is that she been, they've been fighting about this for 10 years, child, and she's been wanting this ring forever. That's fine if that's not the end-all, be-all. And sometimes I feel like I wish I would have heard their story about how they got here and why they love each other and this and that. I didn't hear any of that. All I saw is, girl, she finally got a ring and she married. And it's like, okay, but that's not the end-all, be-all of life. And that's not the end-all, be-all of marriage. You're just starting. You know what I mean? So I want to hear why you're even getting married. Like, what, what is going on? That's the true love story. You know, not just the ring and the dress. And to me, it felt very ring and dress-ish. You know what I'm saying? Very. Like, she was doing this because of the image. Here we go again with image. The image of weddings and being in a relationship. And a lot of times, I talk about this with my friends all the time, about the feel that, and I don't know if this is society telling women this or if this is us putting this on ourselves, but you're not successful until you're married. And you're not successful until you have children. And the way she caught that Holy Ghost, it felt like she was, and she even said in one of her posts after this, Sherelle is her name, the bride. She even said in one of her posts, she's grateful for him doing this and she's grateful for him proposing it felt I, I don't know what it is maybe it's the feminist in me i don't know it feels very one-sided it feels very um shouldn't this be reversed you know 
shouldn't he be so grateful for having a wife like you and for a woman like you to say yes to his hand asking asking for your hand in marriage yet when i look over to the groom he chilling yeah what's up i got the feel of controlling and i got the feel of girl shut up ask me about this marriage it's done that's the feel i got i can't explain why it, it rubbed me the wrong way if that's who you loved and you you didn't wake up yes you know yesterday morning thinking this you probably didn't even wake up a year thinking this i'm of the belief there's one man in this room and he can confirm or deny, but I am of the belief that a man knows immediately if they want to marry you or not. They're not gonna marry you that day because there's things that they, logistics are in play here. You know, like they wanna make sure we got our money right, we got our credit right, we got where we live in, the geography, everything has to be right, but they know if you're the woman that they want to be with. It does not take, at the age of 30 something years old, nine years for you to know whether or not you wanna marry her. From what I've heard from men, they they kind of do know immediately like within a month or so they know if they're going at least three months they know if you're the girl that they would actually spend the rest of their life with or not and the rest of the time i'm not saying they have to propose in three months they never will do that at that point they're trying to do logistics at that point like, okay how do we make this work but they know if you're the person if you're their person you know the person for them and you know i've said this a lot about when it comes to men i don't think that I don't really think it has that much to do with women. I think whenever they're ready to be married, they're mar whoever happens to be up in the picture at that moment, I think it's mainly timing for men. And that's what gets on my nerves about this wedding. It's like, why did, why did she have to go through all of this? Why not just say from the outset, I'm not ready for marriage. So she doesn't waste half of her 30s sitting around waiting and hoping in nine years that you're gonna be ready. And I don't even, I don't know if they have kids. I'm gonna go with no because they've never mentioned a child. And I feel like at this point, you probably would have mentioned it. Um, and I'm assuming she wants to have children. And once you hit your 30s, this is a whole new ballgame. I think a lot of men don't get that. We're not 16, we're not 19, we're not, and I've been here, just left here, you know, about having a relationship like this, trying to make a man understand, I'm not nagging you, I'm not begging you for it. I'm literally asking, if this is not what you, if you don't see us moving forward, logistically, I have to move on because I can't have kids forever. Y'all can, so I know it's difficult for men to understand why women can't because maybe y'all weren't paying attention to biology class, but we can't. So something, it's nature and nurture. It kicks into our heads like, child, Eggs drying up, girl. Move on, move on, move on. And so if you're going to ask a woman to stick around, the least you can do is tell her if you know for a fact, you're, you're, yes, you're the one I want to marry, and it's going to happen in year two or three. A grown man will know what it is he needs to do in order to get to that point. And to me, it felt very like, almost like he's stronger along or something. It, it just, it felt Why very... Why he marry her? But did, okay, then why did he marry her? We didn't hear any of that. They did every doggone talk show on earth and I still don't know their story about how they got together or why. All I heard was about that wedding. I wanna know why, why did they get married? Why do you love her? Why do you love him? Like what, how did we get here? Did y'all, and their friends were like, y'all don't know what they went through. Then tell us. You like, get them on the podcast. You right, and I'm gonna ask them questions. I don't know, why didn't everybody else ask these questions? Why didn't Robin Roberts ask these questions when they were on GMA? Like, I don't, I don't see what's so difficult about this. And I feel like if they were marrying for, like, it was literally just because 
I love her so much. And maybe, you know, maybe there were some tragedies in their family that, you know, prevented things. There was logistical reasons. I don't get that feel that it was logistical. I get the feel that it was, he ain't know. She clearly wanted it the way she caught that Holy Ghost. But he seemed like, okay, well, I guess I'm ready. I ain't got nothing else to do. Let me go plan something to make up for the fact that I made her wait 2,000 years. I believe in marriage. I believe in love. I believe in all those things. But as I get older, I've learned that <clears throat> I've learned that Tina Turner was right. What's love got to do with it? There's so much more involved in marriage and relationships and Whew, it's so much. And love, sadly, takes a back seat. You need it to get through it, but you, you have to have more than that as well. And I think if you're going to make a woman wait as long as she waited, there needs to be a good-ass reason. And we never heard that reason. But another, another main point out of that is I, I don't want... It was this feel of um, almost like women being told... How do I put this without sounding bitter? It feels very, congrats, you finally did it. You know, like, like you're the person who, maybe I can put it in terms of the comments I saw. So I saw people commenting, you're so, uh, you should be so happy and so grateful. You should be so lucky. You should be so this. You should be, so, talking to the bride. You should be this. You should be that. Congrats on finally getting this. You know, I just wish that marriage wasn't treated as a goal per se, as of more of, I wish it was more of a partnership and more of a, a goal for partnership and for bettering yourself, not necessarily the goal just to say you did it. And a lot of times that's how this felt. I even had to go off on a friend from college, a guy who said, you know, she, oh, God, I wish I can pull up his exact comment because it just rubbed me the whole wrong way, you know. Um, it felt very like, girl, you good enough now. Like you've proven that you're good enough mm -hmm. because you got married. Right. Why is that the promised land? Why isn't the fact that she is a trainer and she a fitness trainer and she started her own thing and she's a boss. Why didn't I see 50,000 people commenting about that on her page whenever she launched that? You know, it, it's, it just bothered me. Um, okay, so there's a comment from a friend of mine. I ain't gonna say his name. I had a crush on him in college too, so I'm glad to know. Sure did. He was younger than me though, and I learned my lesson about that. <coughs> okay, so here it is. So he said originally, um, nine years is a long time. She deserved to be awarded. LOL. Do y'all see like the the problem that with that statement, she deserved to be awarded, or um, are people like me just nuts? Love is rewarding. Rewarded, rewarding, <laughs> yes. But does she deserve to be? Does somebody? Does, can somebody tell her you deserve to be awarded? Awarded. To me, that word just seems very like it's a little condescending. It's a little like. If you work hard enough and be the perfect little wife without being a wife, then you'll get an award, meaning I'll give you a ring. Mm. What did he have to do? 
What did he have to prove in order to be a husband? This is where the discrepancy comes in. Yes, I'm speaking from experience and no, I'm not bitter. But I do feel like a lot of times society and men put this thing on women where it's like, well, she gonna have to prove to me that she wife material. That's great, but did you prove that your husband material? And I can cook, I can clean, I can do everything in the world for you that a wife would do. But why, we're told to do that by a man, but then we're told by society, don't do all that because you're not his woman yet, and then you're not, he's gonna be buying the, why buy the cow if the milk is free? Where's the balance? Why are we the only ones having to walk this line? But you know that women, we just need two things. One is you want somebody to provide you and to be, you know, and to protect you. Those are kind of like, you know, and of course that communication. Oh, thing. it sounds so simple. Yes. Those other things. And yes. I, people need to, and men especially need to realize this. If you protect a woman and stand by her and make her feel safe, yeah. she will give you the world. She will give you her shirt off of her back. Amen. She will do anything. <laughs> but when a man does not show, and this is my issue here, does not show that he trusts you enough to make you his partner in life that's when I as a woman start to pull back because why am I giving you the world when you're not giving me what I need and you're not giving me the world the world for me is not money even though people interpret provide only as money that's not all it is and if you're not doing those things if you're not making me feel safe by making me making this official like being a man like step up be official don't just be like yeah she might like DJ Khaled was on Wendy the other day talking about they've been together for like 19 years DJ Khaled, him and his girlfriend. I don't know her name. She's pregnant. It's their first child. And Wendy's like, so what What are we waiting on? And he was like, I mean, you know, she's my wife in my heart. No, no. And he gets away with stuff. Men get away with that. No, she ain't your wife in the eyes of the court. So there's that. There's business. There's, there's just, generally speaking, you want a family. If you could choose. So I think that saying that a woman will be awarded feels very one-sided mm -hmm. and it feels very like you work and become that perfect wife and I may or may not give you a ring for it. What does he have to do? It just seems unfair. Well, I, I, I'm sure that there's something about him that made her invest those nine years because that's very risky. Very it, risky. It could have gone another way, but but you can do everything you're supposed to do as a woman. Even showing him you'll be the best wife ever. But if that man does not want to marry you or anyone, he will not marry you or anyone. So it feels again one-sided. Why does she have to do everything? Why does she have to prove everything? Why didn't he? And that's why I feel like nine years is a little too long. What's you know. What's the timeline? It number? ain't it, everything shorter than nine years. <laughs> Hell, eight years in a day would have been better than nine years. <laughs> I think I really do think about three months, you know, at, at a certain age, not at 20. What I'm not saying he's proposing at the three month date, but he knows if he wants to pursue something with you. And I feel like men be playing around. <laughs> they know. So they're keeping you around for one well, reason why, or another. Well, why, would, why would a man keep a woman around? Past those three months. <laughs> because he's not ready yet. What is it that makes a man ready?
child went to couples therapy over there, so please let me know. You run out of gas. You're tired of playing. Why does it have to? Why is that? I don't know why. <laughs> why? Why is that? Why does that have to be the determining factor? Am I done playing around? What? Why? Why isn't it you see a woman that's great and freaking fabulous and a perfect wife? Why is that not good enough? Because men are selfish. Right. <laughs> so, okay, that's fine. I knew it. Because we have an age limit on when we can have children. That's the issue. If there was no age limit, then fine. Let's all do whatever till we're 95. Men can do that. Women cannot. So we don't have the luxury of just playing around till we're 35 years old. Okay, so is that my fault? Because you don't have that luxury? It's not necessarily your fault, but it's something that I think that it would be great if, if men, if men that. acknowledge that. And, and stop wasting that. time. So if you, don't, if you know you don't want to be with that woman, tell her. Don't make her wait don't nine years. I'm not saying you're wrong for not wanting to. I'm saying that just tell her. And so she can move on and you can move on. Um, I wasn't a game player, but I will say that, no, I was never a game player. Um, I'm curious. But I, I saw, I did see women playing games. They were, they were using men for money, using men for um, whatever they wanted. Just because they, if they knew a man liked them a lot, a man liked them a lot, they would use them for everything, handyman driving them around, doing those things. I do feel like that cuts down drastically when you get into your 30s, because one, we can do all that for ourselves, you know, after the age of 17, 18 years old, and we're here for marriage, you know? Like, if you if you want to be married. Not every woman wants to be married. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I want to be married, not for validation, but because I, I want a family. I don't want just kids, I want a family. So to me, that's why I want marriage. Um, other women, they might have their own reasons, you know, I, I don't know. But if you want marriage, you're not playing around that much in your 30s. If you don't want marriage, you know whatever the hell you want to do. And I hope that men and women understand that not every woman in America or in the world wants to be married. And stop putting that as a goal, like you're not successful until that box is checked. Mm -hmm. I do feel like there should have been some accountability here. Now, I don't know what he was telling her in the bedroom, pillow talk. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, he could have been telling her, girl, next year, it's me and you. Then the next year came, girl, next year, I'm doing it big. Girl, next year, and he did that for eight years. You know, I don't, I don't know. I think that there are games on both sides. I think that there are, I think that women get the shorter end of the stick when it comes to relationships and, and making them progress. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we have to teach our sisters, our little sisters, our little cousins, show them self-respect, show them, look, I can't tell you how many years to wait, but when you feel like you're being taken advantage of, when you feel like you're not, you know, like you should be worshiped, you're a woman. Like he should be falling at your knees every day mm -hmm. and showing you appreciation and showing you that baby, I wanna marry you, so let me, let me work on me so I can get to that point to be the man you need. If he's not doing that and you want marriage, you gotta go, no matter how hard it is. And I feel like back in our grandparents' days, nobody told them that, you know? And so it's up to us to kind of start spreading that word. But don't spread your legs, girls. <laughs> YBF Fooly Wang of the Week. By the way, I'm going to be doing this every week because there's always a celebrity doing some Fooly Wang material. If you don't know, Fooly Wang means foolish, it means stupid, it means idiotic, it means everything that is not fabulous. And we're gonna talk about you. I mean, it needs to be talked about. Sometimes you have to address things that aren't great 
to, to show people what they need to be doing. And I'm gonna give you my take on that. So this is YBF Fully Wang of the Week. <coughs> the Fully Wang of the Week goes to, dun da da Tristan Thompson's Dumb Behind. Let me tell y'all what he did. This man who plays for the, the Cleveland Cavaliers is an NBA champion, pulled some foolish activities as if he's a no one, like nobody's going to figure this out. So over the summer, Kevin Hart and Aniko got married. We all know they got married in August. Yay for them. Beautiful wedding. Gorgeous wedding. Yeah. Well, apparently, I mean, Tristan loved it too. He was in the spirit of finding a new woman. Tristan attended this wedding for Kevin Hart and Aniko because his girlfriend at the time, whose name is Jordan, is Aniko's cousin. So Jordan, who's a fashionista on Instagram and she's a gorgeous girl, beautiful, um, you know, they're dating apparently. And I believe they've hit a few red carpets together. They're, they're in a public relationship. This is not a down low situation. She brought him as her date to the wedding. They've been, you know, on each other's Instagram and Twitters and things like that. This is a very public relationship. We've heard conflicting reports about how Tristan didn't really like her and la da da. That's BS because a man, if a man puts you on public front street, he likes you enough, okay? They went to this wedding together. Allegedly, this is where he met Khloe Kardashian, who was also at the wedding because she's friends with Kevin. She was on Real, Ho Real Husbands of Hollywood once or twice or something like that. They met there. Fast forward to September, and that's when we at the YBF.com started noticing Tristan and Chloe hanging out. Now, we didn't at first know about Tristan and Jordan. We might have seen them together, but not put two and two together, because let's face it, Tristan is not LeBron. If your name ain't LeBron James or J.R. Smith's fine ass, I don't know who you are. So apparently they were out, but we didn't know. So in September, we start to see Chloe and Tristan, you know, going to dinner, holding hands, making out in the club, doing what they doing what Chloe is known to do. And also apparently Tristan. And we didn't think anything of it, but oh, she done found her a new baller. Well, that was quick, you know, by Lamar. Hello, Tristan. And they're going strong, even to this day, going strong. They're out and about. They're very public. They went to Miami together with the whole entire family, spent like a week there. They've taken pictures together, sat front row at Fashion Week in New York. They're very much a couple. Now we're learning that Jordan and Tristan were still together when he met Chloe. They met at that wedding. So apparently, Tristan, and I don't know if it's cheating, I don't know what he told Jordan, but from what we hear, he definitely left Jordan without her even knowing. Left her was with Chloe. Jordan was upset from what we hear. And now as of this week, we find out she has a baby shower. No, not for a friend, for herself. Chick is big pregnant, which tells us that if just two months ago they were at this wedding, we hear she wasn't showing. She might have been about five months at the time. So maybe, you know, she's a small girl. Maybe she wasn't showing. But apparently she is now about seven months pregnant, which screams to me Tristan's probably the baby daddy unless she stepped out and got with some man while she was with Tristan. So you're telling me that Tristan, who very likely knew his woman was pregnant, stepped out on her to get with Khloe Kardashian, who has known 
and we, you know what we mean by known. Known many men in the NBA, and he still left his pregnant girlfriend for this. Tristan, that is so shady. That is epic levels of shady. It's gross. I can't do it. I just can't. You get the fully wang of the week. Toss his hair. Toss his hair. YBF's BF, which stands for best friend for the slow folks out there. We're gonna do this every week to tell you who we are loving. What's what's the person? What's what's going on that we're just obsessed with? Who's the person we're obsessed with? And who just kind of gets some points in our book for doing something extremely fabulous that week? The YBF BF Award goes to Kevin Hart. For the first time, we've seen a Hollywood man actually do something he was supposed to do and give credit to his first wife who got him to where he is. Let's get a hee-haw for that. Jeez. I mean, these men act like Steve Harvey. Like, you know, the new wife did everything for them in their career. Where was, where was your first wife when y'all was sleeping in cars and homeless? Right there by your side. So what Kevin did this week when he got a, Hollywood, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, he invited not only his, his new wife, Aniko, his two kids, all of his friends, his celebrity friends, everyone, but also ex-wife, Tori Hart. She was right there front and center. They took one big happy family picture with Aniko, Tori, the two kids, Heaven and Hendrix, wait, Heaven and Hendrix, that's their name? So adorable, so cute, and I really think that Kevin kind of set the tone for what men should do when you, and same thing, if a woman moved on and, you know, la da da, and this man was standing by your side and helped you with your career, no matter where you all stand right now, respect that, acknowledge that especially as a man with a strong woman behind you who helped you to get to where you are. So for that reason, Kevin, you are our YBF BF of the week. Thank you guys for tuning in. This was so fun for the first episode. Hope we didn't talk your ear off, but thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Thank you. Stay with a hundred mil, big house in the hills, ice cubes on my neck, stay with the money, yeah, in the back, count the stacks, new bands, I'm buying that, all I see is green, money.